Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. Yeah. I mean, what I'm hearing, you know, for your thing and, and, and it's, it's tough. There's so much competition in, 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 in the area that you're going into. So much. And I've been here for so long. I've been here from the beginning when people would say, oh, you do small business consulting. Don't small business owners like either have it or not. Like, what does that even mean? Why would someone want, I'm doing this for 12 years. Why would someone want your help? Now they're just like, yeah, I have a business consultant. Oh yeah, I'm doing a Facebook ads thing. Oh yeah, I have someone building my website. I don't need you. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, fun, and it no sounds problem. like, you know, the folks that, you, I mean, what I'm hearing is in terms of your story, right? If I were, if I were going to try to tell your story and, and to, to somebody else, right? I'd say, you know, for, for a small business, um, you know, founder, leader, whatever they happen to be, you know, who, who wants to learn, you know, kind of a, 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 a spectrum of skills that, that, that will be repeatable and wants to, you know, at least in some regards, DIY their way there, which many micro businesses have to kind of DIY their way there, you know, that, that, you know, you're going to teach them A, B, and C, right? that gets them to fill in the blank promised land, right? They, they need to know where the finish line is and what it looks like, right? You know, and then what you have to do is, is we would then go say, so what you've done is you, you've identified who you're for, the problem they have, you've given them a promise of what you can do and you've given them a promise of how you're missing a few things, which we'll, which we'll circle back to. Yeah. I was gonna say, how is this story? This to me is just a pitch. Right. So now what you have to do is when, whenever you're hearing a story and especially if you're hearing a pitch, they want to know who am I hearing it from? Right. So that's where you're going to like, you know, I'm Esty, I've done X, Y, and Z. You've got to kind of give your bona fides, right. Mm -hmm. You know? And so you're talking about who you are, what you've done, which is that proof that that you have walked the path or led people you know across the path successfully right so you've gotten them there you you've got to kind of show what the costs are they've got to know what the stakes of the journey are because trust me they're thinking their little thought bubble that they never say out loud is what if i'm making a huge mistake what if I spend this money and, and I don't actually, I don't do it right, right? Like they're, they have self-doubt. What if I spend this money and SD doesn't do it right? You know, what if I spend this money and the market changes? So, so you have to address all of those internal, what I call them are, you know, red flags, resistance and rebuttals that you're going to address and, and, and see. Because if you think about a story, the thing that gets somebody across the threshold, let's go back to stories, right? Every story is about a mentor or some sort of guru getting the hero of the story well, that, across this is the, the hero's threshold. journey. This is the hero's, hero's journey. journey. Exactly. And you have to get them across the threshold. 
Well, the only thing that will get them across the threshold is you actually not only just addressing all of those external, I'm going to get you more clients. Okay, great. You know, but you've got to, you've got to address all of those internal self-doubts and uncertainty that's going to happen along the way. And the way you do that is in your story, you talk about who you are, where you've been, what you've accomplished, case studies of what you've what you've produced, right? Like here's the proof that I can do all of this stuff. Here's the benefits of taking this journey, what you're going to get at the end externally. But here's also one thing that you have for your programs. And here's the intern, internal or soft benefits is not only are you going to get to your goal, but you're going to have the skills and aptitude to be able to repeat that over and over again. Right. Yes. That really, to me, is the biggest one. Some reason I call it a, a self-sustaining sales cycle. It's like this is something you build it and it continues to work and you can refine it and you know how. And like it, there's a map, there's a way to navigate this. This is not uncharted territory. Like there's a way to navigate. You just haven't learned it. Nobody hires a really good plumber and says, wow, you're a really good plumber. Could you do my electrical wiring also? And could you also stick in a jacuzzi even if I don't have the plumbing for it? Cool, thanks. But in marketing, you do that all the time. Oh, you're good at Instagram. Could you also run my Twitter and build my website? Yeah, sure, no problem. That sounds easy. <laughs> like, yeah. These are not the same skill set. Yeah, 100%. Totally agree. Makes me nuts. <laughs> okay, so I feel like we kind of gave everyone a map through doing this. So is that what you mean by story though? It's just, it's the story of the client's problem and how you uniquely solve it. Is that the story? The, the, the story. So, so fundamentally a story is, is three things, but you've got to break it down. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're always painting the context, which is the first part of the story, right? You know, um, you know, Luke Skywalker was in a dusty town kind of feeling bummed out about his prospects when, you know, uh, uh, a ship showed up and these droids and helped me on Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. And all of a sudden that, that cast him into like something has changed. So that's just context, right? But the reality is when he had the first opportunity to, to become a, a, a Jedi warrior or study to be a Jedi with Obi-Wan Kenobi, he rejected it. We all, every single prospect of every single business is at first going to reject the opportunity. Why? change is hard, change sucks, and nobody wants to change anything until it becomes so urgent that they must, right? And that's where it's the consultants or, or, or the, the, the company's responsibility to, to guide that customer across the threshold. The way you guide the customer across the threshold is saying, I see you, I've seen you before, I know your problem, I've helped people with this problem before, let me prove to you, because I'm going to actually show you the things that I have done to help people solve this problem for. Let me tell you a little bit about the results that happened when I helped those people. These are the results that they got. Let me tell you the cost of not doing this. You know, I, but all of this has to come out in a natural way. And so when I think about stories, you know, what, what you're really doing is it's context, which we talked about, conflict, what's the problem, how are you going to solve it, is the resolution, Right. And so there's components of each of those that when present in a pitch or a proposal or even a promo, what I used to do, right? That when present, effortlessly guide the prospect to a place of um, comfort, 
a higher level of certainty and trust, which is really all it's about. What people, the reason people don't buy is they either don't trust the, who they're buying from, they don't trust the thing that they're buying, or they don't trust themselves to do it right. And you've got to, you, you know, and when you tell a story, if you've got those things in there, you're going to be able to, to really help, honestly, to really help the person that you're trying to help because they're going to understand and have a high level of confidence. If you pitch somebody and you miss some of those steps and they don't have a high level of confidence, and I'm sure this has happened to you, Esty, because it's happened to me. Sometimes mm -hmm. I've given clients the best strategy ever. I've done this a thousand times with other people. They've all been successful. Why aren't you successful? You know what it comes down to? It comes down to a lot of times is they didn't even trust the process. So they're looking for problems. They're creating problems. They're not doing it. And if it. they're not willing to do the work, people ask me all the time, like, what's your track record? I said, 100% if you listen to me. If you don't, can't help you. But I've got 100% over a decade plus if you follow my instructions. Up to you. But you if, you're, if you're going to hire me and not listen, let's not work together because I have other things to do with my time. There you go. <laughs> and that, and so many people lack that level of attitude, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I agree with you completely. That's what happens, right? If they don't trust the process and they don't trust you and they come, that's why I always say this is not for someone who just wants someone to do it for them. If you just want someone to do it for you, good luck. I'll see you in a year, All right? Because you don't know what you're doing. You're going to work with people who don't quite know what they're doing. Um, maybe, you know, you, you know, one in a million, you'll get super lucky and get somebody. But most of the time, if you just want someone to take it off your hands and you have no idea what you're doing, you're going to get someone who doesn't quite know what they're doing. And you won't know enough to know that they're doing it wrong until it's too late. Yeah. And you just wasted your time, energy, and money. Then you're like, oh, I hate marketing. Marketers are liars. No, you just did it. You couldn't be bothered to take ownership and responsibility for your business. That's what happened. That can be it sometimes. I, I'll, I'll defend those guys a little bit to, just, okay. for, just for argument's sake. Is, you know, sometimes they're saying I need someone to do this for me. And there's there's things behind that, you know, that, that we certainly always try to understand. It's like, well, you know, why is it that you think you need someone to do this for you? And what do you think they're going to accomplish? And what, what are you really trying to get done here? And, and, and sometimes you'll find that, that there are other sort of, you know, undiscovered surprises back there that, that maybe weren't even what they were talking about on the surface. And, you know, trying to dig into those sometimes is, is sort of where the opportunity is. I mean, we, you know, when, when we work with clients, we're always trying to understand, well, what are sort of the underlying factors here that, that are, what's the instigating event? Like, why are we talking to each other in the first place? Because a lot of times, you know, what, what I'm hearing from you and, and, and we hear it sometimes too, is, you know, a, a prospect will come to us really with a symptom, like I need a new website. And sometimes I'll be like, do you? I mean, do it, you? Right. No, that's not. okay. Yeah. Those you know, are symptoms. Yeah. And it, it's like, well, why do you think you need a, a new website? you know, oh, well, you know, this just doesn't reflect us anymore. You know, you know, and, and I don't want to be trite and talk about the, you know, the, the Y times five, but it's like, well, why doesn't it reflect you anymore? What changed? Because there's always something, the only reason anyone goes on a journey, you know, and I'm using the story context here is because something changed. So what changed? Did the market dynamic change? Did the way that you're solving the problem change? You know, did, did, did some internal staffing process change? You know, like 
what's really going on, you know, because we, we want to solve the problem, the root problem, you know, not right. the symptom, because if you solve a symptom, sometimes you can do a great job, but, but it doesn't actually, but it's just a symptom. So no, I think you and I are in full agreement. And what I'm talking about is not to generalize every business owner who seeks help because not everyone is a web designer or graphic designer or Facebook ads person. You're going to hire help. And one of the things that I teach part and parcel of my trainings is um, we call it the ultimate marketers hiring guide. How do you hire the right people, right? And get them to do the right things. You're not going to do it all yourself. It's this mindset of, I don't like this. I can't do it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. I just want to hire someone and let them take care of it for me. It's an essence of an abdication of responsibility that I'm talking about. That's, that's the piece that I find bites people every time. Cause you can yeah. own responsibility. Especially a small, especially a micro especially business, a small, right? A yeah, micro business a, has to care about that stuff. Yeah. And a big business, there's someone in the company that cares about it. The that's owner right. doesn't have to care about it. That's why he's got an entire company of people who care about it whose salaries are dependent on their caring about it. That's their job. People don't That's realize right. when a, a big company hires an advertising or marketing firm, they have an internal marketing department that works with that firm. So they can, they can hire and outsource to an entire company, but they still have an internal department yeah. for marketing. And the small business owners like, well, you know, big companies hired out. Yeah, but they have internal companies that manage it. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's really the piece of just, you don't have to do it. You don't have to love it. You don't have to become it. You have to own that. This is your business. It's your responsibility to know enough to know what you need to get and do. That's, that's my soapbox. I get, I get very passionate. I hate waste and I hate wasted dreams probably more than anything else. And people who go and they try and they try. And then again, these are my people. I and mean, you and I work with slightly different audiences, right? My people sure. like, this is the money in their pocket. This is the food on the table, the vacation they didn't get to take, um, the uh, the time that they don't get to spend with their family. It's like this is their life. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think I think people when when they're when they're starting out, and you know, we we talk about in my business the red zone. Um, you know, in the red zone are sort of what we call you know the 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 startups, the strugglers, and the strivers. You know, they're, they're, they're hand to mouth, they're, they're arbitraging business. Um, you know, they're, they're trying to get to that point where they've got systems and some brand equity, you know, but when you're, when you're in that space, it usually is a cue, unless you're really just, just right out of the gate starting up, but that's the time people don't want to spend the money on the strat on strategy at that time. They don't want to think about brand and positioning because it seems like it's too early, you know, but that's the time when, you know, when we work with some, you know, some, some folks, you know, you got to get your story, right. You have to know your story. You know, what is your story? Who are you for? What are you going to do? Because your, your brand and your story is your operating system. Depending on what you decide your story is, you're going to go to market differently with different people. You're going to behave differently. You're going to engage with clients or prospects differently. And so taking the time to really zero in on what is that story is going to, it just makes everything It's the easier. foundation. I agree. Like when we teach branding is first, right? Branding. And, and again, what you call story, 
for me, I call a bunch of different pieces, right? Because it's it's your brands, it's your USP, so your unique selling position. It has an element of the Genesis story. It's your brand archetype. It's your messaging. It's your audience. It's that blend, but that is the foundation of every business. If you don't have that, and some people just have it intuitively, right? They just get it. They know who they're for. They know why they're here. They know what they're about. They've got their uniqueness out the door and they're good. But for all those that don't, yeah, they just, you flounder, right? And sometimes, you know, I'm working with someone now in, in a, a niche healthcare field. It's a very, very hot healthcare niche right now. There, there's a lot of those, so that doesn't give anything away. Um, and he said to me, he's like, okay, Esty, how soon can I be ready to go? I said, you could start tomorrow if you wanted. You'd get immediate business. You'd be out the door. You start tomorrow. I said, but when the heat of this market starts to fade, which it will, because they all do, you won't have anything to stand on because all you did was capitalize on the market heat. That's all you did. But when we build, I said, it's going to take you a little longer if we build a solid brand and story and all these kinds of things and, and position and everything. I said, but then even when this market fades, you will still be here. Right. Yeah. And that's the difference. And a lot of people do. You come out when the market's hot, but understand that your brand and your position is just, I'm in a hot market. That's all you've got. <laughs> when that yeah. goes, you've got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I think people need to learn, you know, people underestimate the, the time and effort required to learn business, not just marketing, not just storytelling, but, you know, a lot of times what's going to be the big gotcha isn't even those things. It's like, you need to learn business, <laughs> how business works, how to operate a business, how, how to, how to open a business, what the right entities are, how to structure it. You know, I mean, that stuff ends up holding people. It, it can, I mean, what we've seen is a lot of times it's going to end up holding a company into a small zone that that could have possibly gotten bigger if you know if they had you know this this education is free i mean th there's enough books in amazon to teach people how to how to do business yeah. um but but people you know go with their gut and just you know kind of um you know ready fire aim and and uh and sometimes don't do that and i i can't stress enough you know, the importance of just some foundational um, business. So what would that mean? I'm, I'm a little curious about this because again, like I think you and I do a lot of the same stuff, mm -hmm. but not, but for different audiences. So at different stages. So when someone just starts, they're starting, right? They're a solopreneur freelancer. They hire a few people, maybe independent contractors, maybe not. I've always been under the impression that they can update their legal structures and their business structures as they grow. Is that different? Are you talking about that or something else? No, uh, they absolutely can. I mean, okay. what I'm, what I'm talking about is there's a difference to me, right. You know, between saying, Oh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to update my structure. Right. And, and really understanding the, the underpinnings. And, and, and to some extent, I'm talking about the financial underpinnings of the business. You know, like okay. how, how do you actually understand how your, your financials are going to work, how your economics are going to work, you know, uh, basic, you know, P and L. Um, I get it. I mean, businesses that aren't built to scale, that the financial and the profit model doesn't, it only works small and it doesn't work big. That, you know, or they're, they're not actually, you know, maximizing the, the, um, 
the deductions that they can take. They don't understand. I hear all the legalities, business. accounting. Yeah. You, I mean, that, so we're talking about the 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 legal and uh, and accounting business structures, let's say in America, right? Which, you know, we could say is the same thing. Many people are just, well, my accountant deals with that. Well, no, you know, maybe the same way I say you've got to learn marketing, you've got to learn basic business structures, business processes, understand basic business legal, right? And accounting business structures so that you're maximizing because America's really, really cool. You know, for all the people that I am, um, I hang out with a lot of liberals sometimes and I'm like, I'm a capitalist. Haha, <laughs> you're gonna stone me? Like what? I think business is the coolest thing in the world. I love business. I love the empowerment. I love that everyone could do what they love, earn as much money as they want, create the life of their dreams. And as a capitalist country, the, the legal structures in America are amazing for this. Because I've lived and worked in other countries where they're not. Mm-hmm. socialist mm-hmm. economies are horrible for business owners they literally punish you for earning money and they punish you for having employees america's not like that it's super cool yeah and i'm not i'm not discounting any of 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 the struggles or, or difficulties in the country but just that we can spend a second focusing on some positives won't kill us sure yeah no yeah and and, and all i'm saying is if, if you're going to play the game of business it would be worthwhile to learn the, game of the, game learn of the rules, learn the rules. Of Do you have any like specific examples? Um, like something that you've seen or experienced that you're like, I wish I would have known this or my client wishes they would have known this. And this made such a big difference to them. You know, I don't, I mean, there, there's, there's, uh, I, I, I read a million books and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, pull one out in particular, but, but I, I would encourage people to really understand the pros and cons of, of various legal entities beyond what they're going to see on legal zoom. And how do I set it up for $99? Um, Meaning there's more than just an S corp or an LLC. There are, and you can do different things with them, depending on, on how you set them up that, that will make a difference and how much money ends up in your pocket and how much doesn't. And so, you know, I I just always, you know, I, I did business. You know, we talked at the beginning of this call, you know, I I went into consulting uh, out of necessity, you know, and, and started with, with not a lot of, I had been in big business, you know, with, CFOs and accountants and all that. I hadn't had to learn those things, you know. Um, definitely one of my lessons learned, you know, in, in terms of being able to scale my business from the point where it was like, I'll do anything for a buck to now, you know, being highly selective and working with with some some pretty cool folks is I wish I had at the very beginning really taken some time to kind of understand. What are my options? What are the pros and cons of, of, of organizing in different ways? Which one of these is, is, is going to give me the best opportunity to reinvest in my business and it's going to give me best access to capital? And, and these things matter, right? You know, I mean, I assume some of your micro businesses would like someday not to be micro businesses, you know? Yeah. And, and if that's the case, then I think go to the library, go to Amazon get a couple of books, read a couple of different ideas. Do you have a few that you would recommend? Like what, what books have you read that are good that you would say people should check out? 
I read one recently and I actually don't know, I, I'm, I don't recall the author right now, but it was, it was actually called How to Start a Corporation. It, it's one of the, um, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad kind of Kiyosaki books that I, I read not too long ago that I actually thought gave a really good view of why some work, why some don't work, why some types of entities are better in some states than they are in other states. I mean, really kind of understanding. Oh, very cool. You know, so, so, I mean, I, I think, I think that's a good business book. Um, you know, I, I mean, there, there's a million uh, marketing books, but I mean, I, I'm just kind of encouraging lately. I do a lot of mentoring and I'm really encouraging financial acumen. You're in business to make a dollar. If you're yeah. not going to learn the economics of dollars, you're not really in business. So I, I encourage people to, to learn how money works. I like that. Okay. I didn't even get to ask you what a current business struggle is. We got so many other fun conversations running. Um, what if you give me just a short one, just because they're fun? Like, with all this, where are you currently at? What are you currently dealing with working on? Yeah, so I'll tell you, one of the things I'm super excited about is Zumeda Group is actually going to go through a rebrand um, early next year, early 2022. And, you know, the reason for that actually is because, you know, I named Zumeda Group when it was all about me, Ginger Zumeda. That's not really my business anymore. And, and that's something that actually became sort of a, 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 an arbitrary ceiling I put on the business. When people call Zumeda Group, they expect to talk to me. I, I, I can't talk to everybody, you know, and so we started kind of realizing, you know, we probably needed to think differently or we need to think differently now about the scale of our business and, and, and what our identity is. And so we're going through, you know, an, an identity update because of growth, you know, and so thinking beyond the right now is, is, um, is really important. Okay. I like that. And, and what, do we get a preview of what the new company is called or you don't know yet? I do. We're not online right but now. So, I, so I'm, I'm not, I don't want people going, going to, to the, to the URL, but, um, I, I will update you when we are, when we are okay. and, and it'll redirect from Zumeda group. So if anyone's curious, you can just, uh, you know, go to they'll, they'll find it. Awesome. All right. So tell everyone with that, where to find you other than zumedagroup.com. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, one place that will always be updated that is a little bit like a choose your adventure is gingerzumeda.com. That's where it's got kind of what I'm doing, what I'm up to at any given moment, uh, both from, from a, um, from a marketing positioning and messaging perspective and kind of who I'm talking to, it's got access to, you know, some various articles that I've written. It also actually has some, um, some things on, on how to put your pitch together, which if you've got high stakes pitches, um, where you are going for dollars or trying to get approval on a project or just trying to get a new client, um, that's all going to be in the upcoming book. And we've got links to that there too. Very cool. And does it all follow that kind of three-part framework of context, conflict, revolution? Is that kind of like the foundational framework everything sits on? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the very broad kind of meta framework. We, we get very deep and very prescriptive about all the things. There are actually 12, um, there's, there's 12 very specific ingredients to a complete story that sort of effortlessly guides uh, 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 someone 
to the conclusion with you. Um, uh, I want to know them. Uh, I ran out of time. All right, I guess I'll have to read the book. Have to read the book. <laughs> I need the cliff notes. Books take too long. <laughs> I like I'm in the middle of about nine books right now. It's a lot of books. We'll get I there. Lot, I read a lot of books too, but yeah. I've given up on reading one at a time or even two, three at a time. Now I just, when I want to start a book, even if I'm in the middle of a bunch of other ones, I just do. And then I, I just tune in whenever I want to read. I look at them. I line them up. I'm like, what do I want to read right now? You. Great. Your turn. Uh, so That's right. Let them uh, so surprise. I didn't warn you about this, but I like to ask my guests for a quote at the end. It does not have to be your favorite one of all time, but it can be. And uh, I just like how quotes kind of wrap everything up and send people on their way. I do love quotes. God, I've got so many. Let me think, let me think of one that, um, that I like, you know, one that I think is particularly important for small business owners is proximity is power. Mm. Um, you know, don't DIY so hard that you don't pick up the phone and reach out to people who have walked the path in front of you and know things from every spectrum of your business, right? From, from, from a legal aspect, from financial aspect, from a marketing aspect, from go-to-market, from product packaging. You know, I mean, it, it's so easy to, to reach out to people, but I think everybody is sometimes um, self-conscious about the things that they don't know. And, you know, the, the miracle of just asking for advice is, is real. Like usually if you say, hey, I could really use some advice about people very, very rarely <laughs> decline you know, to, to give you some advice. And so I would encourage people to surround themselves with, um, with people who know things that they don't know. I like that. Very cool. Awesome. Ginger, this has been fabulous. Um, really great. I'm excited to learn the 12 moving parts of story. That sounds awesome. And guys, for you listening, I don't know, Ginger and I just had fun today, I feel like, but there was a lot of cool information from the Nielsen stuff to uh, understanding story, both in a practical example, in its moving parts, um, talking about trust, talking about legal entities. So share the love, share the episode, and make sure you're subscribed and we will catch you next week. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?